You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome into the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah Merrill. Craig Morgan is still off in the wilderness somewhere, so I'm joined today by Steve Peters live from his hotel room in Tampa Bay, Florida with some hot and humid weather. Petey, how are you doing? You know, I miss when they say it's a dry heat in Arizona. They're not kidding. This sucks. Like it's a, you got to change shirts four or five times a day. You're in the shower every time you go outside. I, I just can't. I'm not. I'm not. I can't handle it. can't handle yeah, it. I don't think I'd be about that life either. I hate being hot and sweaty more than anything. But for those who've been following us on Twitter, they've seen some PD at the playoffs content um, with PD on the road. But for those who don't, maybe don't have Twitter or weren't on Twitter over the weekend, PD, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about what's been going on so far and how it's been being on the road for the Eastern Conference final? Well, I, I will say this. I miss home already. And I used to travel all the time in my old job. And I don't know. I just, I guess I'm not used to it. I don't know. I've been got like, I've been gone for three games. Like I've got, <laughs> I've got a long way to go. God forbid this thing goes seven and the next one goes seven. I've, I could have 11 more games to do. Um, but it's, it's, it's real exciting to be around the playoffs. And I, and I think this, you may, it's been a while since the Coyotes were there and you can go back to the, the 2012 when you're in a playoff city, when the games are going on, there's a buzz, like there's excitement. There's people wearing the team jerseys and you see signs in store windows and it's just exciting. And it, it kind of gives you, you know, the hope of what could be or what's to come in Arizona. And I think that's the part that I look at, at how involved this community is in Tampa, at least at, at following their teams, you know, this, that all the storefronts have go bolts or go lightning and all people have, Tampa Bay flags hanging out their windows of their apartment complexes. It's a really fun hockey community right now. Um, and that's the part that I think that you can get excited about when you look to Arizona, and especially where they're talking about building the Tempe arena, where they're actually talking about building a community. And, and you can see, you can actually see envision that area being able to support the playoffs and have people living there. And it just, it just gives you hope for things to come. Love it. Well, we have some behind-the-scenes photos of you on the job. So let's see. show everyone your office. This is what it looks like. It's yeah, no there it is. PHNX Studios. Okay. So <laughs> people are like, oh, you're at Madison Square Garden. That's awesome. Is it cool? That's it. 
that's that's as close as I got to inside Madison Square Garden. <laughs> There's me at my office in Tampa, sweating my my just terrible outside in Tampa. And there's my office in Tampa, looking at my trucks there. There's me sitting at my desk, getting ready to work. And do you think I know how to run any of that shit in front of me? Any of those buttons? <laughs> no, like no clue. Every two minutes, I got to ask somebody what something does. And I'm talking to the wrong guy in the headsets because every button's a different person and <sighs> surprisingly overwhelming. Oh, here's my walk today. <laughs> sweating again and i see a sign because i'm by the water it says warning alligators i'm like really like really that's a thing like i gotta worry about that now <laughs> so i turned around and went home that was the end of my walk that's wow. that's that's a little bit of my journey it's it's such it's so weird because i'm just driven by ever who, who wins these games so before i went to new york it was going to be carolina carolina new york game seven at night whoever wins that's where i'm flying to the following morning so we're going to Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina is way different than going to Midtown Manhattan. I mean, just the vibe, the life, getting into the airport, airport transportation, all of those things are so much different. So now you should see the, the Midtown Manhattan vibe versus the Tampa beach vibe, not beach. That's not fair. Water vibe. But buddy, I'm <laughs> talking about different, like the streets in New York. I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have been to the streets of New York. There's a lot going on. I mean, I don't care if it's three in the morning, eight in, you know, eight in the morning, noon, there's something going on in New York City. Tampa, way more chill, way more chill, relaxed, little tourist area. So it's a, it's a dichotomy. And unfortunately, I have to get back on a plane Wednesday morning, fly back to New York. If New York does not win the next two, I would be getting on a plane, was it Friday? I don't even know what days anymore. Friday, flying back to Tampa. And if they win, I'll get up the next morning and fly back to New York oh, before ending up probably in Denver. So it's, it, there's a, there's a, a long, of- long way to go. A lot of air miles, a lot of hotels, but it, you know what? It's a blast. I'm having fun. And I'm luckily enough. My schedule has worked out that I've got to do this because this is the fun part. That's and awesome. I got the cool thing coming out tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow we'll see my yep. latest PD at the playoffs. Yeah, so if you haven't, if you've missed any of the videos, search the hashtag Pete at the playoffs on Twitter. Um, We've been posting Petey's journey throughout this playoffs. And before we dive into actually talking about the playoffs themselves, speaking of the difference between New York and Tampa, how about Petey had a celebrity spotting in New York airport? (laughs) Yeah, it's so I'm getting ready to check my bag. And there's Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live <laughs> checking in, you know, and I'm trying to have my phone better. I'm I, so impressed. Again, I wanted to do a selfie. I think he probably would have said yes. And I know this looks like I'm a long way away, but the people there left the counter. And so he and I were standing right next to each other at the counter. And I'm just like, oh, be cool. Be cool. Get a picture. Ask him for a picture. And I I just didn't. Sure. But he was unbelievably nice Where's and polite Scarlett to everybody there. Hansen? Yes. Now that would have, I was looking, believe me. And I'll say this too. First of all, he was unbelievably nice to the the people checking me. He was super cool. So that really impressed me because I really like his work on Saturday Night Live. Um, But the step farther, that was checking into LaGuardia in New York. And if people have been to LaGuardia before, it's an old airport that's not particularly nice. That's different. That was the first day of the brand new terminal. And I mean, literally the first day at LaGuardia, everything was brand new like everything every seat in the terminals was brand new it smelled like a brand new house it was phenomenal it was so nice by far the nicest airport i've ever been in but i'm sure if i go back there in two weeks it'll be trashed so (laughs) i'm glad i got to enjoy it the first day because it was super cool the downside of the new airport 
everything is automated. So when you go to the place where you get your water and your snacks, you know, for your flight, there's not a person there. You have to do it by, you have to do it yourself. And then when you go to Starbucks or not Starbucks, um, the, the place where you get your, it wasn't Starbucks. It was, they had regular, it was a regular Starbucks, but you can go to another place for breakfast, but you had to punch in your whole order. I got in line. I got up to the thing expecting for a person to wait on me and they didn't. I looked at the terminal. like, okay, not going to work for Petey. So I turned around and I left because I wasn't going to deal with it. Um, I'm just not that techie. So I skipped breakfast in LaGuardia because I couldn't figure out the terminal. Um, but I, it's, it's, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm having fun. It is fun seeing really, really important hockey at a high, high level. Um, and again, it's just, it's just start to hope at what could be because you had teams like Edmonton not supposed to be there. You know, you, you talked about the New York Rangers are way ahead of their rebuild. There's hope like this yeah. could be, there's no reason this can't be Arizona in three or four years that you can jump, get on a run, get the right goaltender, get your young kids flying and, and Phoenix could be there. Like Tempe, is it going to be the Tempe Coyotes? No, decided I think yet? it'll stay the Arizona Coyotes, but can you imagine, and we've talked about this before, a, a playoff game in the 5,000 seat ASU arena? Electric. We have discussed that here during the playoffs. I have talked to people about Tempe and I hope to get some reactions recorded here in the next week or two while I'm still out here. Surprisingly by players and coaches, everybody's all in. Like there, there isn't the negative comments that we had heard in the past. People, people are excited about it. People are yep. thinking it. the location is great. Close to the airport, close to restaurants, hotels. Um, everything is going to be new. People seem to be pretty excited about it. I talked to the TV people here that do the national TV broadcast and they have a concern like they they don't know when they set up for a playoff atmosphere here they bring in extra cameras there's more toys they call them so you have more stuff going on and they said i don't think we could shoot from there like i don't know if we could have a true national broadcast inside Mm. that arena so it's something to think about interesting and we talked about those big milestones like does ovechkin break his record in tempe i tell you what the national media hopes they he does not <laughs> that wouldn't and i'm sure gary bettman's sitting there god please no please no please not <laughs> it'd be great in the new building but just not at asu yeah well let's talk about some playoff hockey that's why we're here today and let's start off in the east because that's where you are and you've been literally watching these games closer than almost anyone and the new york rangers lead the series 2-1 after tampa won yesterday in the last 41 seconds of that game on a thriller by Andre Pilat, who, by the way, was a seventh round draft pick by the Tim Bay Lightning. So you want to talk about hope? How about hitting on draft picks in later rounds who come up for you in big moments? There's a perfect example. Craig always talks about the comparison between the Tim Bay Lightning and the Coyotes in terms of the scouting staff. So Coyotes fans, this is the scouting staff that we now have on our side and drafting someone like Palat, who's getting a last minute game winner. PD, what are your thoughts on this playoff series so far? Well, it's funny. You talked about, um, you know, Daryl Plandowski, who now scouts for the Coyotes, scouted a lot of these players and drafted these guys. So this is a team that's built through the draft and they, when they're on and when they're good, they're really good. Unfortunately for them and fortunate for the New York Rangers, those first two games, they didn't play well. They didn't execute. They didn't skate. They were, they were last to pucks. They didn't win um, 50-50 battles. Um, Andre Vasilevsky, who has been a world beater, was shaky at best in those first two games in New York. And, you know, Craig, Craig has a, <laughs> does not love the New York Rangers. I'm telling you, they're a good hockey team. 
Um, they're quick on pucks. They're fast. When they can use their speed, they're a dangerous hockey team. And their power play is world-class because they have so many options. They got away with the two wins in New York because Tampa was not playing Tampa Bay hockey. And Tampa, after nine days off, it looked like they were shaking off rust. It, it, they just didn't have it. When they came back home yesterday, all of those things reversed. They were first on pucks. They were heavy on the forecheck. They didn't allow New York to get through the neutral zone with speed. Vasilevsky was amazing in this game. Even when the Rangers got opportunities, he was there as the, a great backstop that, that we knew he could be. And the other thing for Tampa that was really important is their best players were their best players. So Stamkos, Kucherov, and Victor Hedman, who took a lot of heat the first two games because he really struggled in New York. He was amazing in this game. Like he was physically, he defended well, he had great sticks in the D zone, but he added to the offense. He has two assists. He got an assist on the game winner. He was an absolute beast in this game. If Tampa's going to win, those players need to continue to do that. Rangers are going to do it by committee and on the power play and Shesterkin. He had 49 saves last night. Uh, it's the most shots Tampa's ever had in a playoff game wow. in their history. Um, if they can do that every night against Shesterkin, you, you can only make so many saves. So we'll see what Tampa Bay team shows up tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't count the Rangers out quite yet. They're really good at home, and they're back in Madison Square Garden um, for, for game five. Game four is a toss-up. Uh, you just don't know who's going to show up. I'd like to say that the edge goes to Tampa now with the way they are playing. Um, but you brought up a good point in the end of this game, another game that ends in the last minute. Yeah, it's unbelievable. This has been, it's been really exciting. I definitely think it's been more exciting than the NBA playoffs that have just been blown out, blowouts on both either side. Like there hasn't really been close competitive games in the NBA playoffs. The NHL playoffs have not disappointed, at least in the later rounds. I know there were some more um, multi-goal game winners in the first round but lately it's been the last minute has been unbelievable so that's been great also in last night's or yesterday's game between these two teams besides that last minute goal all of the goals were power play goals it was unreal. unbelievable and then you look at the game before tampa has had so many power play goals so you talk about the stars stepping up kucherov turned it on yesterday and not only did he have the goal but he had like breakaway chances, shot attempts. Um, so you really st saw the wheels kind of start to turn for them. And even in game two, they were more in it, um, I think. And, you know, they had that length of time off. So maybe it just took some time. And to me, that's when you see the championship caliber of this team really rise to the occasion, you know, like they're down but not out. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. My, my prediction is that they're going to win again at home, go back to New York. New York's going to win. I think it's going to be don't, like. Don't. Hard. Yeah. No. <laughs> Maybe I'll just stay here in Tampa and wait for a game. I'll skip. I'll call in sick or something. <laughs> but the other thing with that series, too, is if Braden Point, their top centerman, who has been out um, for the majority of these playoffs, if he returns, he adds another element that that really helps us Tampa Bay squad. I mean, with his skill and his speed, boy, he is hard to defend. Um, he's on the ice. He skated again this morning in practice. Uh, he's ruled out for game four. And I think he's day to day, but if you get into game six and seven, maybe he's another weapon Tampa Bay can employ to get to get uh, get on the offensive side of the puck. Another change that Tampa made in their lineup is uh, former Arizona Coyote Riley Nash made his debut with the Lightning in the playoffs. Um, his first game came in round three. But did you notice him at all yesterday or was that do you think more of just like they're trying to switch things up to to get something going? 
Well, since the injury to um, Braden Point, they've been playing 11 forwards and seven defensemen. They've been playing the extra defensemen. I think yesterday they wanted to mix it up against the Rangers and, and try to go with 12 forwards. And so he he draws into the lineup. He hasn't played in a while. Um, he's been going out for warm-ups every game when they decided if they were going 11 or 12 forwards. So he goes out, takes warm-ups, and he gets scratched. Um, he tried to bring energy. You know, he... he uh, he didn't get a lot of ice time. He was just a little over five minutes. The biggest play he's involved with in the game literally could have cost the team the game. Third period, he bowls through the goaltender, and and that that could have been a problem taking taking a, a penalty late. Um, yeah, but the but game they were, ended very differently. Yeah, so so you know what he he adds energy. That's what he does. He he tries to defend both ways. He didn't get on the score sheet. He didn't give up a goal on the ice, and you know that, that's a win for him. I would think with Tampa Bay getting the victory in, in Game Three, I would anticipate he plays again in Game Four. I think they'll go the same way with twelve and six after getting the win. So I would expect him to play again, and only as he plays more, he'll get better and be a more integral part in the game. So I would expect that to go as he continues. Um, but for his first game back, you know, you, you just try to go out and get be even, and he was. So it, it's a win for, for Nash in the first game for Tampa. Absolutely. Well, for tomorrow night, uh, the Lightning are favorites, minus 180 money line. The over-under set at five and a half. This definitely has been a lower scoring series than the series in the West, which we'll get to in just a second. That over-under for tonight's game is set at seven versus the wow. five and a half tomorrow. So it's just unbelievable to see that. Um, and the Avalanche, even though they're on the road, are favorites in tonight's game. We'll get to that series in a second. But if you want to get in these odds now before they change, you know, as injury news comes out, like the sports books, DraftKings is so on top of changing the lines. Um, but it makes it really fun because you can bet live in game and, you know, player props and props by period. You can guess the the final exact score. You can guess who's going to score first. You can do any time stores. There's so much that you can do on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It makes it so much more fun to watch the playoffs, if, especially if you don't really have a rooting interest. You know, add make a rooting interest by betting on it. Um, it's been really fun watching the games actually with people who have money on it. Um, so get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook app and the NBA Finals are also going on. So tons of stuff to bet on. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PHNX. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming, 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, New Hampshire, 888-789-7777. Did I say three sevens or four? This is a mouthful, everyone. Or visit, oh my goodness, ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-877-770-STOP. Oh, my gosh. In Louisiana, 877-8-HOPE-NY slash text in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call and text the TN red line, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. Oh, my gosh. Or we should do a competition about, like, who can read wow, these the fastest. fastest. one 888 532 3500 in Virginia, 
that's 21 and over, 18 and over in Wyoming, physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Wow. And that's the end of the show today. And actually, I think it rolled into tomorrow's show. Holy Holy cow. Is that the whole month? Oh, my gosh. Dan has such a good idea. Pre-record it. We just play the video. I played at Dan, one and a half speed. You might be onto something. That was... That's how they do it on the radio. They played at one and a half speed. So pre-record yourself doing this one and a half speed. <laughs> call it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you everybody for holding tight with Your me patience. on the disclaimers in that DraftKings read. Let's move on to the West because this one could end tonight. Potentially the Oilers are on the verge of being swept by the Colorado Avalanche. The Avalanche play in Edmonton tonight and currently are undefeated on the road this playoffs um lots of storylines in this series we can get into any of them but PD do you think the abs complete the sweep I don't know one of the key pieces of this series is going to be Evander Kane sitting this game out but on the other side with the avalanche Cadre's not playing. So you take both of those guys out of the lineup, and now you got an even lineup again. So, gosh, I, I think Colorado wins it. I think they're going to sweep the series. I, I would look for McDavid and Drysell to leave it all out there. I mean, they're going to, if this is a night to take one of those guys as an anytime scorer, I think tonight would be the night. Um, I know I talked to Sean DePaz about taking um, Drysaddle as the anytime scorer, and I wavered back and forth against him or McDavid and McDavid scores in the first minute. I'm like, Oh, had the wrong, had the wrong guy. Um, so I, I think both those guys get on the score sheet. I think this is going to be an over. I think Colorado still wins the game and they sweep it. Although I do anticipate this could be a tight game. I mean, this could be one of those five, four, six, four games with an empty netter. I, I think Edmonton's going down swinging with what got him there and that's offense. So I, so I wouldn't be surprised to see a game like that. Kemper's not playing again, as far as I know. Um, so Francois has been great, but tonight might be the night. I, I still think, I still think Colorado wins. I just think it's going to be a higher scoring game. And you know what? For Colorado, they don't care. Like if you want to play eight, seven, 10, eight, as long as they win, they don't care. They, so you're they have taking the, offense the over is what you're saying. I am taking the over. Okay. I'm going to take the over and McDavid anytime score. Okay. I like that. You could also parlay those together for better odds. Um, I think a a difference maker in the game tonight will be Mike Smith in the game on Saturday. He had some amazing saves, but he also let in some bad goals. Um, And I, it's so funny. Like when, before the conference finals began, we said, Oh, it's Kemper versus Smith. And unfortunately Kemper's been out with injury. So it's kind of been Smith versus himself, to be honest, because Francois has given the, the avalanche the best chance possible. He's played well. Um, but Mike Smith is going to be, is he going to have a shutout Mike Smith performance or is he going to have a let's in a goal from past both red lines performance? <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know. What past the red like, line. Honestly, you don't know. <clears throat> like he, he might be the best player on the ice again tonight. And, and again, what gets him involved in these games where he is at his best is when he gets involved offensively. I will say one thing Colorado has done two things that Calgary didn't do. 
He's kept the puck away from Mike Smith, so Mike Smith can't get involved in the offense. And secondly, they've done a much, much, much better job of defending McDavid. I know he scored in the last game, but overall, in these games, they're defending Edmonton's speed and their skill. I thought Calgary would do a better job. They're not. Colorado is. So, again, that's part of the reason I give them the nod, but Mike Smith was the is the equalizer. Like He can be lights out and win this, especially at home. In front of that crowd, he gets fired up. And look what he did to Calgary in that building, how, how much that group of Edmonton Oilers fans were behind him. Yeah, I think he can win a game there, but I would anticipate more of the latter. I'm anticipating one of those Mike Smith games he had a two pad stack the other game where he's sliding around. I, I anticipate more of that style of Mike Smith today, making the big saves, flopping all over the place, making more big saves and letting in one that you go, Ooh, gosh, I think he should have had that one. I'm saying that happens at least twice tonight where you go, Ooh, gosh, I want, I bet he wants that one back. Um, he'll be great. He'll make 30 plus saves and he'll still give up a bundle. Okay, interesting. Renegade man in the chat thinks Colorado will win the series, but Edmonton can at least win one or two. I think another difference maker in tonight's game, and we'll see which way it goes, is Evander Kane is not in the lineup tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. He's been their leading goal scorer in the playoffs. He's, I think, still leading the NHL in goals in the playoffs. Um, So that's a huge loss for them, not having Kane in the lineup. But I think, you know, luckily Edmonton has a lot of offensive weapons. But... I want to get your opinion on the cane hit and the or the cane hit on Kadri and the suspension for it. What you thought about the hit and if you thought one suspension was not enough, too much, or just right? It's hard. You look at the kind of player that Kadri is and how he takes Bennington out of the playoffs for St. Louis by running over the goaltender, and everybody's up in arms in Denver, going, "Oh, he tried to get out of the way and he got pushed and." It's fine when it's their guy, but when it's the other way around, it's suspend him for the rest of the playoffs, and he did it on purpose. Uh, you kind of find the truth somewhere in the middle there. Kadri plays on an edge. That's the kind of player he is. I won't call him dirty or chippy. He just plays on the edge. That particular hit, I think there's no love lost between Kane and Kadri. I think if they got an opportunity to finish a hit, they're going to finish a hit. I don't like when you do that three feet from the boards. I think that's incredibly dangerous. I think you can ruin someone's career, potentially change their life when you're that close to the boards. When you're seeing numbers, you got to pull up. I don't care if if you're in Pee Wee Squirts or the National Hockey League, you got to pull up there. You can't finish your hit, especially follow through with your arms and your stick and a cross check. So I didn't like the hit. The suspension, I mean, it's the playoffs and you don't want to take away their leading score for an extended period of time. I know that the, the NHL doesn't take that into account, or at least they say they do not. I think a suspension was warranted. I thought it might be two games. Um, I think you, there's going to be some satisfaction from Colorado saying one is okay, we're okay. The bigger issue for Colorado is will Nazim Kadri be able to come back in the playoffs at all? Yeah, because if he can't play. He's a big deal. Well, yeah, for him to already be ruled out for the series is really alarming. Um, and I, you know, hopefully for for Colorado's sake, not for your sake. Hopefully the East series <laughs> takes a long time. Stuff. So he has recovery time. It looked like he was holding his hand. I read on Twitter that he left in a sling or a, something like that. So I'm really hoping for their sake. It's not too bad because he has six goals and eight assists in 12 playoff games. And of course he was like dynamite for them in the regular season. The big thing for Colorado in the last few years 
or not even for Colorado, but just for Kadri, is he can't play an entire playoffs because he's either suspended or in this case injured and then his team you know feels feels that and and struggles without him so I hope that it's nothing too serious and it's precautionary and he's able to come back in the Stanley Cup final and I'm just going to go ahead and say I think the Colorado Avalanche will get there whether it's tonight or later this week Um, but you know it's a big loss for them yeah I think You'd like to see when you, when you get to the Stanley Cup Finals, you want to see the teams have their best players in their lineup. You want to see the best goalies playing. You want to see their best lineup playing because you really want to see. You don't want them to go afterwards and go, yeah, that team won, but they didn't have their goalie or their best player. No, let's let's make it best on best. Let's throw our rosters out there and let's see what happens. Like I hope it doesn't look like Kemper's going to play tonight. Um, Francois, they haven't announced it officially yet, but it looks like Francois is going to play again. Um, so we want to see Kemper in the finals and, you know, like the New York Rangers are for the most part healthy. Um, Tampa Bay is missing Braden point, which is a huge loss for them. Um, but they both have their starting goalies. So when you look to Colorado being without Cadre, without Kemper, um, you know, they've already lost Gerard for the playoffs at, at the back end. You're starting to go, Oh shit. Like these injuries are racking up and, and maybe it's not the Colorado avalanche team. They thought they had going into the playoffs. Still playing fantastic, but if if you build an NHL Stanley Cup caliber team, you want all of those pieces yeah. to be out there competing. So I, I think, you know, hopefully Cadre's back. I, I don't know the extent of his injury. I haven't focused much on it or talked to anybody out there yet, but I will by the time we get out, head, headed out west. Um, these are going to be some good series coming up. I still think Colorado gets over Edmonton, whether it's today or the next game back at, at Ball Arena. Both of these teams in the East, New York and Tampa, they're for real. Like these are two really good hockey teams. And if you're sitting at home watching Stanley Cup finals between Colorado and New York or Colorado and Tampa, that's a hell of a series. These are going to be really good hockey games coming up with some really good talent. I'm excited to get there to see um, where this gets to, but I think it's going to be fun to watch as a fan. Absolutely. I think so too. Um, Another thing that happened before game three was Paul Bissonnette cashed in on a bet that he'd made or not cashed in other people cashed in at his expense which was that he had to shave his head (laughs) but leave the hair on the sides uh his bet was with Ryan Whitney at the beginning of the season whichever Alberta team would make it further in the playoffs when he had the Oilers and Biz had the Flames but you know what shout out to him for going through on the bet just like if you recall, Sean and Shane did by bleaching their hair blonde back in February. Um, and Sean's hair is already back to normal. Shane still has the bleach. But I respect people who follow through on their bets. And it added some good entertainment value to the TNT broadcast as well the other day. It was huge. And they did it live. Like they shaved his head live on TV. Like that was like a made for TV pay-per-view is what they should have done. Like the amount of people watching that, um, I guess Twitter broke. No, it did not break, but it could have. (laughs) It was pretty amazing. I I do want to go, and I wish I had a picture of the look that Wayne Gretzky gave him (laughs) when they're sitting back at the panel. Like, what am I? I could just hear Wayne's thought bubble going, what am I doing here? Like, what is going on? Because I I, I did question that part of it a little bit, and I thought he would shave the rest of it off today and go completely. No, he has to do a week. He has not. Is it a week? Yeah, he has to do a week. Did he he think at, at any point? doing this 
I'm on national TV and maybe I should wait to fulfill my But I my feel like that's his brand is just being outlandish. I, so again, if he's on just spitting chiclets and he's doing that and the Pink Whitney and all those things, maybe, but he's still on national TV. Does it matter? Or is that, or is that just it? So we got it. So for the remainder of the TNT broadcast, and this is their last series, they're, they're done after the Western Conference. Which could be tonight. Which could be tonight. Is that, is that it? Or if he has seven games, he's, a, he's got the, the bald head for the next week. I don't know. I guess so. I guess so. Well, it's certainly entertaining. It was entertaining. Yeah, it was, it was entertaining. And it, it, I tell you what, the one thing that, that that channel gets is they get people tuning in to watch those guys have fun before the game. And they surely do. And, and Paul definitely adds to that. And we know he's a Coyote at heart. So that part's very exciting for us as Coyotes fans to, to tune in and watch Paul and his crazy antics. Yeah, and so many former pe- Coyotes on that panel with Rick Tockett and Wayne Gretzky. So it's a very Coyote heavy panel oh speaking of entertainment dance and cough, dancing pd cough come on i'm doing my bet on friday i'm gonna eat the maple okay. syrup can leah can you i don't have the tiktok could you send me what is the latest tiktok dance can somebody send me the tiktok the tiktok yeah on the tiktok whatever okay, well, the new about, tiktok dance is how about everybody listening tweet at us at pgx underscore coyotes with a link to a tiktok dance that you want to see pd do or in the members Gosh, only discord maybe a Times square maybe it's Times oh. square this week I do it in my PHNX shirt. I could do my TikTok dance. I mean, in front Please. of Madison Square Garden or something. That would be amazing. So tweet at us. Okay. Write us in the Discord. What TikTok dance do you want to see PD do? Not the TikTok, just just TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. I, well, and then worst case, here's the worst case. I will be going probably to Denver and the DNVR bar where we have a lot more tech equipment and they have alcohol, so there's probably a good chance before I make it back to the studios at PHNX. Okay, so before the NHL playoffs end, you will be doing the dance. Okay. It might be this round, it might be next round, but before you get back to Arizona... I will not, yeah. Even if I have to do it on the tarmac of the plane from wherever I'm Imagine doing it on the plane, you would go viral. I would go uh, dancing up the aisle. I'll get somebody to hold my camera down. I never know. I I haven't shown to have those kind of guts yet. But we'll see. (laughs) We'll see. I we'll see as longer this goes, you might be surprised what I'm willing to do. This is, oh my gosh. I'm getting stir well, crazy too. Well, PD, uh, you, you have a lot of travel ahead. It's strenuous. You need to stay healthy on the road. I it's do. hard to do that with restaurants and hotel room service. But I hope you brought your athletic greens with you. Um, and if you did, because it's so easy to use, especially because it's just the packet. You just put it in water, shake it up, drink it, and you're ready to go getting all your vitamins. It's so great and portable, which is great for you because they do have travel packs as well. And I hope for the teams currently competing in the NHL playoffs, they're taking their athletic greens and hopefully, you know, for teams that are a little bit more injury stricken, it helps improve relaxation and recovery. So if you want to try athletic greens out, which you should, it's a no-brainer because, like I said, it supports better sleep quality and recovery. It has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It costs less than $3 a day, plus you're investing in your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash coyotes. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash coyotes to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance that Any disclaimer was so much it? better yeah i was gonna say no phone numbers to call 
No, no phone numbers, just athleticgreens.com slash coyotes. That's it. Fantastic. Oh, How to go, Leah. Woo. Fantastic. All right. Well, before we head out, the NHL combine was last week. Of course, we talked to JP Major last Wednesday. If you missed that, check it out. It was a really, really great, insightful interview just about what goes on at the combine and about NHL training in general. And actually, JP did say he's had athletic greens and loves it. There you go. And, and I tell you, like before I we were on opinion. camera, he said that. I trust him. Although... Yeah, we're not going to talk about pizza and candy bars right now. Not when I'm in a hotel room. I get whatever I get right now. I just had leftover chicken wings for lunch. That's what Don't tell him. So <laughs> I, know I won't tell him. I hope you had your athletic greens this morning. But anyway, um, so the, the NHL Combine was last week. And Logan Cooley, who the reason I bring him up specifically is because he's the one that Craig Button and Corey Promen have said so far they think are is going to be the one the Coyotes end up drafting. So, you know, we're, we've been talking a lot about him. He actually wrote a blog or journal for NHL.com. And in that journal, he said that he met with 14 different teams during his interviews. Arizona was among them. He said those were the ones that I felt were a little bit longer. Montreal, Arizona, and New Jersey were um, – and he said, those three were really good to talk to. Every team was fun to meet. I also had dinners with the people from Montreal and Arizona. And they were real easy to talk to, he said. So. Is this kind of like your your dating show from the UK? Is it kind of similar to that? <laughs> you hold hands with the other team. And ah, the dinner was good. And we hung out in the hot tub after. And kind of like you, that. They're deciding good. if they want to couple up or not. Yeah. Do they get a rose? Do they not get a rose? That's a different dating of, show. Oh, I don't know. I get, get my metaphors mixed up. But but you know what? It, it, we've talked about how important these interviews are and what the player says and thinks and feels. And, and their, you know, the combine's important to see their physical attributes. They already know what he is as a hockey player. How does he answer these questions? How is he in social settings? Is he a good kid? Is he a good person? Because when you're trying to make your mix of players – that's important. How's he going to fit in our room? Is he going to be a kind of guy that can that can help add to things we're trying to do here? Yeah, Charles Woodall Pike, exactly. That's what reminded me of what you said. Love Island and We went out to dinner. So uh, um, try to take me home. But it, um, <laughs> so we'll see where it goes um, from here. I, I think that it's encouraging because if, if Logan Cooley ends up being the guy that the Coyotes take, I think that's a win-win for this team right now. I really like that pick. And you see what Dylan Gunther's doing in the Western Hockey League right now. Um, I see it. Like I can see those two on a line together and it's exciting. You know, and yeah. you, we talked about Clayton Keller walking already, which surprised us when we saw him at the Tempe city council meetings. There's so many little things coming and then don't forget, because we haven't talked about it in a while. Jacob Chikrin's still out there. Like, it, you know, it's, it's still, there's still a couple of weeks left of these playoffs, but then all the attention's going to the draft and there's going to be a lot of trades and trade talk leading up to that draft. And is that where Jacob Chikrin finally gets moved? We'll see. So, you know, this mix of coyotes, be careful coyotes and general manager, Bill Armstrong, don't get too good too early. We need one more year. Lee and I and Craig can handle it. We've got our, now, you know, we've got, we've got beer in the studio. Sometimes we've got our button for the we reminder. Got, we got pack therapy. We have the, the cat therapy. on YouTube. We have the members only. Yes. Discord. We have we can Twitter. handle it another year. The fans are ready for another year of this. We got it. Don't screw it up and get too good too soon. And that's my fear is that they're getting a really good mix here. But both Logan Cooley, he's another kid that even if you do draft him, he doesn't have to be here next year. So no. um, the draft, con the, the combine has been exciting. We've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter about all these kids. And it, it kind of gives you again, back to the keyword. We just need a word that says hope. There's hope. And one of these kids 
maybe turns this around. And and you know what, Leah? Maybe three, four years from now, we're talking about the Coyotes in the Western Conference playoffs again. <sighs> Please, I, I hope Please. we can we can dream. We'll man, we'll put it out in the universe now. Um, the other thing, and Craig let us know this the other day via text. He he is still out there somewhere in in the mountains, <laughs> but he did manage to send us a text. Um, and according to Chris Peters, who, by the way, will be a yes. guest live on the PHNX Coyotes podcast on Wednesday, Wednesday. at eleven a.m. So we'll uh, get some more draft expert knowledge from chris peters making his second appearance on our show but according to chris peters logan cooley at the combine measured at five ten and a half so not quite five eleven as he told craig but not quite five ten as was listed previously yes but i still think there's room for growth for him and you know we've talked a lot about his size and whether or not you know height matters at the center position and all of that but i would be thrilled for the coyotes to draft logan cooley um or any of the i think the coyotes landing in the top three was everything. Yep. And those three are all, Slavkovsky, Cooley, and Wright all appear to be really, they're going to be really good <clears throat> players. So I, I think beginning in the top three was incredibly important. I think from four to 10, maybe there's a, I don't want to say a drop off, but a different type of player. I, I'm, I think you're going to see more defensemen go in that four to 10 spot, but the Coyotes don't need a defenseman at this point, I don't think. So, I think the, any of the top three that we've talked about over and over again, I know when Chris Peters comes on Wednesday, we're going to ask him about the top three again and see if his top three match up to what we're hearing of the top three and what he thinks of Logan Cooley and what kind of a fit he would have here. Because everything now, we're going to wrap up the Stanley Cup playoffs here in the next two weeks, and then everything at PHNX is the draft. Yep. Tons of draft content coming your way, including on gophnx.com. So it's a great time to become a member because there'll be videos that are only going to be behind the paywall as well as, of course, all of Craig's reporting and writing and all of the great writers here at PHNX, not just Coyotes, but every sport as well, including both Arizona and ASU. Um, so check it out. When C- Craig was already texting us about all the stories, he's like, I was like, Craig, just be on vacation. Like, it's okay. You know, I'm going to look at the pool, too. There's, like, the sun's still shining. I still have yeah. a little bit of daylight. Maybe I'll go ahead. Yeah. No, I'm not going to the pool. Come on. Do you see me being a pool guy? I'm going to hang out and sit still for an hour? No. <laughs> I'm going to the pool. I can see you, like, swimming laps just to get out some of your energy. Yeah, I might. Energy. I might do that. Then you'll take your third shower of the day. I know. Because of the, I'm going to have to. <laughs> if I walk outside to get a newspaper and a coffee, I got to take a shower. This is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. And then I have to take one in New York when I go to the to, to work and back just because it's New York. And I don't know what the hell I just stepped in on the way to the studio. But Well, anyway, become a member at gophnx.com. Sign up for an annual membership. Get a shirt when you sign up. Or you can try out month to month and get your first month just 50 cents. Get access to the members-only Discord as well been a lot of fun hanging out in there and of course follow us on twitter at phnx underscore coyotes like and subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcast we'll be back tomorrow for an audio for another trade talk tuesday and we will be analyzing the antoine vermette trade because you know we felt the first two trade talk tuesdays were very like the coyotes we lost this one so we're yeah. like okay let's do one that maybe was a little bit more positive so we'll get into that tomorrow on audio and then chris peters will be joining us live at 11 a.m on the phnx sports youtube channel on wednesday craig will be back then as well so looking forward to that one pd any final notes before we sign off i just want to know leah and as we do our show prep for tomorrow have you started to go down the rabbit hole yet not yet but i can't wait it's my oh favorite boy. part of this preparing is an interesting web 
there's more to it than you might think. <laughs> Love it. Just, Can't I'm wait. Just, there's my tease. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for watching. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you on audio tomorrow and have a great rest of your Monday.